Hello, everyone, and welcome. I am so glad you are here today. I hope you're having a wonderful day. If you're watching this on YouTube, so great to see you. If you're listening on our podcast, thanks for checking in and thanks for listening. Today, I want to talk about something that is a tool that I've been using for several years now called Sonarworks, which is a room correction software, which means that this software will take into account the sonics of your room and then readjust the EQ on your speakers output so that they are more flat so that when you translate your mixes and recordings to your car or to other speakers out in the world, they will sound the same as they did in your studio. So I know that's kind of a lot, but this is a tool that I have sworn by as a professional mix engineer myself, my time to take uh, doing revisions, going back and forth between my car and my studio has gone way down. In fact, I usually take my mix out to my car, listen to it once, say, oh, that sounds awesome, great. The one thing I will say that I have sometimes some trouble with is the low end, the bass, which is always the hardest thing to get right. So in this video, I am actually going to experiment with moving my speakers around in my own home studio, redoing my sonar work setup so you guys can see how that goes, and you can see for yourself exactly how sonar works works, <laughs> how reference for system-wide works, and I'll also show you how the headphone adjustment works as well, because I have both. They can do both flattening your speakers and also flattening your headphones. Before we jump in, I want to say that I do have a free acoustic treatment room guide resource for you available below. This is my free ultimate PDF for how to set up your room so that it sounds better with some basic acoustic treatment, and I'll go through that. Um, you can get that guide below. Thanks so much for watching, and let's jump into the video now. All right, so here is some footage of my room right now. You can see that my speakers are actually off the wall. And this is the thing that I'm trying to change. There's something called speaker boundary interference response or SBIR. And this is something I've actually always known about. And it's one of those things where I kind of made a mistake um, early on when I was setting up my room. I, I pushed my speakers right at against the wall, which is actually what I would recommend most people do. But then I wanted to experiment. I tried pulling them off the wall, seeing what would happen. And I thought ultimately they sounded good. I've been mixing this way for all, over a year now. However, the low end in my sonar works has a huge dip, as you can see right here. And the problem with that is that speaker boundary interference response I have read recently on the Sonarworks blogs that that is something that the software technically cannot fix. The reason is that SBIR is when low bass frequencies emanate from 360 degrees out of your speakers because they're big bass frequencies. They don't just come out the front of your speaker. They hit your back wall, bounce off the wall, and then will cancel out or boost the current bass frequencies that are coming out the front of your speaker. So it's kind of hard to visualize, but you can see in this diagram here, I show a little bit about how wave frequencies can cancel each other out when there's a peak and a null at the same time. And anywhere in between, you're gonna have some cancellation or some boosts in your frequencies. And in my case, it looks like, according to Sonarworks and the graph right here, that 
my room has this huge dip in the bass frequencies and it also has a huge bump around that 100 hertz range as well so i'm going to see if by moving my speakers up against the wall widening them out if this will help with that issue i have with sonarworks we're going to do the whole test my theory is that it might uh, I also have this theory that uh, it just might be my room and that's something I kind of have to work with. So let's jump into actually testing the software here and you can see how everything's going to work. And um, yeah, this should be kind of fun. I've been wanting to do this. This is an experiment. If it doesn't work, I'll just put it right back to where it was. No big deal. Um, let's jump in right now. All right, everybody. So here I am. You can see kind of behind the scenes here. But I'm about to set up all of my speakers and kind of move them to where I want to be. I'm going to place some tape at the bottom of the speakers so that I know exactly where they are now. So ideally, I don't have to redo my old Sonarworks treatment for what I currently have if I don't like this new version. All right, let's jump in right now. All right, so I definitely worked up a bit of a sweat moving those speakers around and notice my um, cables were not quite long enough, but you know, we're just gonna experiment with this. I'm not saying I'm gonna love it. I can always put it back, but let's actually go into the sonar work. So I'm gonna show you exactly what I'm gonna do for setting this thing up. All right, so we are gonna jump into actually firing up this software. Thanks for your patience with watching how I set everything up, but I think it's really helpful to see the whole process here. So this is Sonarworks, how it opens up. There's something called Systemwide, which is just an app that you can open up here. Um, let me move my, my little shelf out of the way so you can see it. But down here I have Systemwide already installed. So I'm not gonna go through the installation process yet um, since I already have it on my computer. You can see this is the thing I was talking about. This, was, this is the profile before I moved my speaker. So notice that there is a big bass drop in this range here below 100 hertz and then around 100 and i don't know maybe 10 20 hertz it looks like we've got this big peak so i'm my curiosity is like can i get rid of this big drop by pushing the speakers back if not you know i have to spend some time and <laughs> go back to where everything was but all this said uh let's experiment with this so if this is your first time it might be a little bit different but what you're going to do is click up here we're going to do add or measure speakers. So I'm gonna measure my speakers. It's gonna load up this thing. We're gonna hit measure speakers. So now we are gonna actually start setting up everything here. So phantom power uh, is switched on as powering the measurement mic. So I'm actually gonna grab my measurement mic. If you have bought the software, it comes with its own mic and a special code that will do the EQ profile and all that stuff for it. So this is pretty cool. So let's go ahead and set that up real quick. All right guys, so this is the measurement microphone. It comes in this handy dandy little box and it just looks like this. It's kind of a funky looking microphone. Uh, it has really good frequency response from 20 Hertz all the way up to 20,000 Hertz. And you'll notice that on it, it has a little code that you can input in so that it knows what its frequency response is for this specific microphone, which is pretty cool. So let me just show you how you would plug this in now. So I've got a XLR input going into the back of my interface. Um, whatever interface you have, just make sure you know how it's wired up. I'm just gonna plug this guy in, like, <laughs> 
you'd think I'd do this for a living, right? Snap it in place, make sure there's phantom power on. So let's go back into the screen share and I'll continue this process with you guys. When I do the test, I'm actually just gonna hold it in place. Some people, you might wanna not have your body there. I just have done this so many times. Uh, it's just faster to hold it away from your body. So we'll talk more about that in a second here. All right, so we are back. I've got my microphone plugged in. Um, it said, is phantom power on? I use the Apollo thing. So I have my console right here. So you guys can see this. Notice that it's going into input one. I'm gonna make sure that I don't have anything on it. No plugins, anything like that. Make sure that phantom power is on. Um, I wanna make sure that it's muted here. I have it set so that you know I won't get feedback if this thing is live. You obviously need your speakers to be playing something so that the microphone can pick that up. So let's go back here. Oh, not that, to here. We'll say phantom power is on. Make sure your microphone input is not routed directly into your speaker outputs. That's what I was just talking about. Making sure you don't get feedback. Uh, a single audio interface is used for mic input and to output speakers. So you don't want to make sure you want to make sure that you're not going through a preamp and then into your interface if you have hardware gear um, that might color the uh, sound a little bit. I'm just going straight into my audio interface um, and audio interface sample rate is set exactly to 44.1. This is important. Mine is currently set to 48. So I'm going to change that real quick down here. If you don't have Apollo, make sure to look in your manual so that um, it's set to 44.1 and we just did that. It'll take about 20 minutes to do this measurement. So let's click next. I already have it populated, but just double checking, it says 34H752, that should be good. So we'll click next. This is what I was talking about, how you have this bump in the high frequencies and it's not completely flat, but it's you know pretty good. So they're gonna take that into account when they're doing the software measurement. So now we have the input device. I've selected that as um, the universal audio interface. Then we have the Thunderbolt. Um, and we are now going to play a test track. Please adjust the volume of your output device. My voice should sound at normal conversation volume. Probably have it a little louder. Left speaker. I know they like it loud. Right speaker. I want to make sure my speakers are correct, you know, not crisscross, that would screw things up. They were right. Um, let's adjust the microphone input gain. So we're just going to hold this um, around head level, I think. So chirpy sound. So this is the signal. It's kind of funky. Hence the sonar works thing. Sounds like sonar. So hold the position correctly. You want to keep the microphone with your listening spot um, right above the chair point it between the speakers in the middle and you want to make sure it's at about ear level the whole time. Aim between the speakers and hold the microphone away from your body so I hold it an arm's length away from my body. Alright so there's gonna be a start measuring thing. I'm gonna put my chair in place here. Alright make this just a little bit bigger for you guys so you can see what I'm doing in here. And we are going to start the measuring process. So I'm going to hold this away from me. Okay. 
cool. So it just said verification was complete. I had to lower the gain on the microphone because it was a little too loud. So we'll do that. Now we're gonna determine, determine this distance between the speakers. So we're gonna hold one to the very left and one to the very right. So I am going to do that right now. And you don't wanna stand between the speakers because that will screw everything up. So try to stand to the, the outside of it. All right, I'm gonna give myself seven seconds. <laughs> and here we go. Stay where you are. Measurements in progress. Left speaker done. All right, awesome. Now we're gonna do the right speaker. Stay where you are. Measurements in progress. Right speaker done. So what's crazy is it says that there's seven feet between the speakers, which is exactly what it is. So you can see that the sonar works can really work. So we'll say it looks good. And then we'll go to locate your listening spot. So I'm gonna stand over here. Again, I said my listening spot was technically a little bit ahead of that seven foot mark that you're shooting for. So I'm just gonna do this. So it says five foot six inches. I'm just gonna verify that real quick using my handy dandy measuring tape. So we take that out, we're gonna measure from the speaker to about here, we have about five foot six inches exactly. So that that is correct. And then from this speaker, we can do the same thing. Yep, five foot six inches. So I'm gonna say looks good. Listening position is centered. And we're gonna hit next. I'm gonna hit I remember, because I've done this a bunch of times. Um, but if you want, you can definitely go through this tutorial. So we're going to start measuring here. I'm going to put this down to five seconds again. And uh, this, I will probably have a um, time-lapse video showing this because this is going to be pretty long. So you can see that we did, I don't know, what was that, 20, 30 different uh, 
adjustments all over the listening position. So let's, this is the moment of truth, let's see the results here. Ah, oh, a boost in the bass, which I expected. Um, cleaned it out a little bit though. I would say this is better. We've got some interesting reflections here, but not bad. So I have so many speaker profiles, so I'm gonna have to name this one here. Uh, we'll call this um, call it the location of the address. Um, ultimately, I'm feeling pretty good about this. I think having a little too much bass there is cool, but it, watch what it will do. So as you can see here, we've got a different profile. This was the way it looked before. So there was a big dip in the bass and a big boost there. And now this is what it looks like. But what's cool is that what it's doing is the simulated after. So here's the before. Now let's look at what it, this is what it technically should look like. So I'm still having some issues with my bass down here. I'm just gonna have to be careful about that. But it's pretty flat. I mean, this is not bad. Um, if we go back to this one after, there was a pretty big boost down there. So I'm actually thinking that that's a little bit better than what it was before. And so I'm pretty happy with that. Here's a, a little idea of what it's actually doing. So this is what it's doing to your speakers on the frequency curve, which is a pretty good amount. You know, this is all between, uh, there's a six decibel thing. This might be my room that's causing this boost here because that seems to be an issue, but it is what it is. This is why I use room correction software because even with a perfect, like a big studio like I have, a pretty big room, about 270 square feet, um, I put in thousands of dollars worth of acoustic treatment, but I still wanna get that last 1% of accuracy so that when I go to my car, I'm just like, oh, this sounds amazing. So that, let me just go over sort of, uh, well, we can keep those two together. What you'd have here on here, just so you know how Sonar works, how Sonar works, works. So we've got the enabled, disabled. Um, this is called system-wide. So this is affecting all the music I play on my computer. I can do a mono, which is nice. Safe headroom in case you notice that it's clipping when you're playing. There's a ability to increase the bass or tilt things in a certain direction if you wanna change it. There's a dry wet knob where you could go to not using Sonarworks at all or some percentage that some people say that's too much, too flat sounding. Um, I personally keep it at 100% because that's kind of what I'm paying for. There's a adjust to listening spot, which I like the sound of that better. Um, that just helps the difference between um, the samples between your two speakers. I don't fully understand it. I just know that um, it sounds better to my ears. So I, I keep that on. And then there's the headphone output. So I use the Sennheiser H2T80 Pros. Um, when I'm mixing and listening back with these, I can switch it over to that it'll do the same thing. It'll flatten them out. So if you look before, these headphones have a pretty, you know, pretty big boost at 10K, which is a lot. Um, and they have that swoop down here. So you want them to be flat. Uh, and so here it is afterwards. Uh, the headphones are better for accuracy than your speakers. And that, that's gonna be true pretty much unless you're in like an absolutely perfect room. So I highly recommend using headphones a lot when you're mixing or just listening back to recordings. And uh, that's pretty much it. If I open up something like Spotify here and we can play. 
you'll see it's coming through my sonar works. I can where are you from? She said. Turn it Stare on. in the hole where I threw my traveling sounds, sounds really good. My work would be on. So I'm gonna turn that out so I don't turn that off so I don't get uh, copyright issues. But basically, uh, that is the idea of how to use sonar works. You know, we've saved it. You can use it within your DAW as well. So let me just quickly show you. All right, so let's just take a look at this real quick. Um, if you were to use SonarWorks, you would put it on your stereo out. So if we're looking at our mixer here, this would be the last channel on your mixer. I like to use Logic. So there's a, a plugin. If we go here, Audio Units, SonarWorks, Reference 4, and you can turn that on and it looks the same as the system-wide one. And then we can load um, Open Profile and we'll find the speakers up against the wall profile I just did and you can see it loads it in there and then I have my headphone profile well that's another pair of headphones I use so same exact thing that I explained earlier you can just use it within the app or within your DAW if you want what I have noticed after doing some research is that when you're mixing it might be nice to use system-wide so you don't actually have to put this on in your uh, chain here because if you print so when you bounce your songs you don't want to have this on because that will change the sound of your mix so make sure to always turn that off before you bounce the track so what I like to do when I'm mixing is I'll use system wide which is up here and I can just simply have it on in the background when you're recording I think they said that there can be some issues sometimes with latency or things like that uh, so just experiment between using either system wide or just having it as a dedicated plugin in the end of your chain, at the very, very end of your mix bus. All right, so I hope this was interesting. Uh, you guys, this has been really fun. I have completely changed my setup in my room, so for better or for worse, we'll see how my mixes turn out. But I think I'm gonna try this for a little bit. I think this will be better, and I'm, I'm excited to hopefully get my low end a little tighter in the mix. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed watching this video. Uh, the results are, I'm sure, interesting. Um, you guys can decide whether or not you want to use Sonarworks. I 100% like it. I think it's great. I think it's helped me, so I would highly recommend it. Hopefully this video has helped you decide one way or the other if this is something you want to invest in. I think that Sonarworks honestly is a good deal too because a lot of room correction softwares out there um, and hardware that are out there are very expensive. We're talking thousands of dollars where this is just a couple hundred. So that said, um, I hope you've enjoyed this. Make sure to check in every Monday, um, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And don't forget, I have a free resource below of a guide to help you set up and acoustically treat your room. This will go over everything you need to know um, to figure out how to set up bass traps, do your reflection free zone. And if you don't know what that means, I will explain that all in the guide. And I look forward to seeing y'all next week. Thanks so much for watching and for listening. All right, see you later.